All right, guys, we're back. This is part two of the John Nutt podcast. Absolutely legendary. If you saw the first one, you are going to love this second part. All the details of what's going on at Fight Circus. Um, we're going to let you check that out, so I'm not going to spoil the details. Enjoy the episode. Yeah, it, so I, I think, the hey, the future looks bright, but it's going to just be interesting because, well, for instance, the way that fighters get out there now completely changed. Like, over the past 10 years from 2010 to 2020, fighters all cared about their records, being on Sherdog, being on Tapology. I can tell you as one of, one of the leading promoters in, in Southeast Asia, I don't give a shit about your record. Like, I, don't, I don't care about your record at all. And I'm not saying that it's all about Instagram and how many followers you have either, but, like, fighters are a dime a dozen. Mm. It sucks. And um, the way that I would put it out there to a fighter is, like, if you're going to try to be a fighter and you're going to try to monetize, how many tickets can you sell? So if I'm, if I'm paying you 10,000 baht, which is, like, 300 bucks, which is realistically a fine first purse yep. for somebody out there. So I'm going to pay you 10,000 baht. Tickets are 1,000 baht a piece. How many tickets do you need to sell? 20. You need to sell 20 because you need to sell your purse and then you need to make me some money. Yeah. Otherwise, I can't do another show. Ah, plus, you have operating. So, yeah. yeah. Operating. I mean, you're, you're, not to say you're not taking the 10. No. Probably 40, 60% goes to operating. No, generally. I, I mean, yeah. I've been doing this for marketing for my company the whole time. So, a lot of the time, I don't pay myself. I'm, I'm putting it back into, into my passion project, right? A Mr. Beast mentality. The, 100%. Just keep putting money 100%. in. Well, again, and if you like what you do and you and, and you really are passionate about it, like you like you're talking about, I mean, there have been years where this is the only thing that I'm focused on, a hundred percent, just run and gun every day. And again, then you have to just work on your your work life or family li family life uh, hours. You know, your schedule. What what is it going to actually be? And and, and that, it, what and that is balance. that future plan for Full Metal Dojo? Do you have like a grand scheme? Well, we basically became a producer of shows during the pandemic. When I couldn't get capital from other places, I went and I, I talked to other shows. So um, the first thing I, man, I reached out to PFL. I reached out to Bellator. I was reaching out to other groups. And the, and the thing that actually helped me was we started being fine in June of 2020. We had the, the real shutdown happen in March, yep. right? And we, and we saw everything. I remember... I remember January seeing like the stuff in China and being like, we know this is happening, you know? Um, heck, my buddy Biggie, you know the, the guy that owns TCB? No. Okay, so he owns a security company. He had asked me to go to Istanbul with him to go check out masks that he was going to make for pollution because Bangkok was like in the purple in January of 2020. And I was like, no, I'm not going to fucking Istanbul. I'm going to see Conor McGregor and Donald Cerrone sign the biggest deal of my life. I'm getting paid. You know, like having fun. And he went to Istanbul and met up with a, a mask person. And then the whole thing crashed in, in March. And I was supposed to go to Man United. And that was that was done. I remember calling back Biggie and being like, yo, can I get some masks? He was like, yo, we're uh, we're really selling these. I mean, that dude made a fortune during the, uh, during he was selling latex gloves and all well, he, the, he was in it before uh, the, I mean. He, you know, he got in it. Unbeknownst to him. Right, yeah. He didn't know what he was getting into. Yeah. And I mean, he kudos to him. My hat's off to you, Biggie. Um, but like, you know, I was like, what am I going to do? Am I, man, I, I started my first little like band, a little duo with my buddy Bart singing in Thai. Mm. Um, just by the way, 
Mary Jane at that time, there was the word that it was going to start getting legalized. And I don't know if you remember, but at that time when the pandemic happened, it was the first time where you could go onto line or WhatsApp and like yeah. order everything, you know? So I was writing a children's book at the time. Um, I, I had a COVID baby. So my wife got pregnant in January, you know, of that year. Um, or, or right before that. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I basically knew that I wasn't going to be able to do Full Metal Dojo shows that were Full Metal Dojo shows. Uh, I couldn't do them at, at Insanity. I couldn't do the things that I wanted to. So I was like, fuck it. Like, MMA might, like, again, I knew about the break in the chain. There's a lot of fighters that are like, why aren't you doing these, doing the, uh, the Full Metal Dojo? Well, because I don't want to lose my ass financially. I don't want to, like, stick in, you know, $60,000, 2 million baht into a show and not have a return because I can't get... I can't get ticket sales, right? Mm -hmm. Can't have a gate, can't have people, right? So my food, because I ran it like a, like, a, like a traditional events coordination show. I wasn't doing the one championship, raising capital, like really going after capital funding, right? So I was making it from pay-per-view sales or ticket sales or food and beverage or merch or, or whatever it sponsorships was. Sponsorships as well. Exactly, Sponsor and sponsorships, sponsorships. Yeah. But one, uh, another major thing that I was able to foresee was sponsorships completely changed. Marketing and advertising has completely changed during this time. People's marketing budgets as well completely changed. So many more marketers. Like, I used to be able to go into, uh, into meetings when I worked for Fox and be like, yo, we're on 10.2 million screens at any given time throughout Southeast Asia. We're out to 13 countries. Why wouldn't you want to be with us? We're Fox. Of course you're going to get a return. Look how big my dick is. Mm. Right? And then when January, March, and June started coming along, and then you're starting start, starting to go over to people and, yo, I want to get some money from, for sponsorships, then I have people being like, well, what's the return? How many sales am I going to get off of being on your, hey, if I throw my logo into the middle of your ring, can you promise me a certain return? Is that even possible to project? No, it's not. Like in it's any, a lie. No, I mean like- it's a in, sham. Like, <laughs> no, but I mean like in any global, even when the economy's how booming. Many people, how many people do you think when Modelo yeah. is on the on the canvas of the UFC, how many people are like, yo, I'm going to go buy a case of Modelo? I think it's just, we can't even buy a case of Modelo. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just, uh, it's retargeting and brand awareness. That's uh, all 100%. it's doing. And, 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 but you're, and you're also doing it at, at the level where, you know, your company is worth $20 million. You have a million dollar marketing budget. You can you can put it towards these things and see if it, see if it works. I mean, for me right now, like going out and talking to sponsors right now, Okay, I have local people that are willing to throw in like a few th thousand dollars, tens of thousands of bot. But if I want thousands and thousands of dollars, I got to go to gambling companies. Yeah. I got to go to porn. Yeah. I got to go to gambling, right? Yeah. Uh, gambling, porn, alcohol. Mm. Really, that's, that's like where you got weed. I can go to weed now. What about like any of these company, like uh, health insurance companies? Like, sure, certain ones of them, but health insurance isn't going to give you a. They don't. They don't want to give a dime towards a violent sport, which kind of leads towards their health insurance. <laughs> Maybe that's a good thing. You know, I don't know. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there are certain visa companies. Like, yeah, of course. I mean, there's certain certain businesses in Thailand that, like, as a Farang, you, you. I mean, visa one hundred percent. Yeah. Everyone, anyone that's been in Thailand long enough, the first year of that visa process is kind of like, what the fuck do I do? Right. After we've been here long enough, it's, you know, it's simple. 100%. It, I guess then, though, becomes, again, when it goes back to traditional, traditional yeah. events coordinating, 
I do want to get a return for my clients. I do want to be friendly with my clients. I don't want to screw over other businesses and just take their money and not give them a return. One of the things that I like is that we've always provided uh, graphics because I'm a heavy content provider. Yeah. We'll, we'll make commercials for our guys. Other companies won't do that. But, th but then it is, again, it's like, it's like the race. Do I actually want to compare myself to another organization? Like if I compare myself to the UFC, that's just comparing myself to, to somebody that's aligned with Disney. Um, if I compare myself even to one championship, my man's raised hundreds of millions of dollars, mm. you know, like, and who's what to say is to become of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, it's, I think you're kind of doing your own, your own thing as well, especially on the, the side of full metal dojo with the, these circus fights. Right. Um, that, so, that kind of, did that really come to fruition after the, the pandemic and, or like what kind of brought this together? We're talking, you know, uh, I saw one promotion, you had a bunch of, let's say, are we allowed to say midgets? I think when yep. you live, when you live in Asia, we don't give a fuck what the U.S. thinks. Yes. Dwarves, so, midgets, sure. little people. Little people, sure. Yep. And you had them coming out, you got people fighting in tires, people fighting in yes. a phone booth, jujitsu in a car. Yeah. Um, it's, it's this very, you know, it's, it's, again, it's in its own category. Can you talk about the birth of that? How did that come together? And just that entire business model as well. One of the other promotions that I loved working for the most was the WLC. And I was traveling to Myanmar very, very regularly. And um, the WLC is World Letway Championship. Okay. Um, Letway is the national combat sport for the Burmese. Yeah, so and, and that, I don't, uh, you know it, right? LaDuke. Le yep, Dave LaDuke was in there. I don't know how a lot of people have a lot of things to say. A lot of issues with that. Guy. Anyways, yeah. that, that's, that's, yeah. an, that's probably a 20-minute conversation. So yeah. it's for the lay person, it's pretty much Muay Thai minus gloves plus headbutts. And no time, and essentially. They, well, so yeah, the original one is they would go longer and they didn't have... So WLC made it suitable for television because they also had the two-knockout two rule in, in, uh, right. in, in original Letway, traditional Letway. You can't do that for television. I can't, I can't judge the commercials around it. I can't judge where the spacing of the show is going to go around it. So the WLC really made it ESPNable, Foxable. Yeah. Um, UFC Fight Pass, which is what we were on, right? So um, I was going into the, I, that was, that's my favorite. Like, did a lot of shady stuff. Crossed a lot of borders. Went into Cayenne territory. Had bodyguards that were like 18-year-olds carrying Kalashnikovs, wearing you know, Ameritar American military fatigues and sandals. In, you know, so you're going into... Oh, Maine. yeah. I was going okay. there all the time. Yeah. Where, which, uh, which From number one, I, w I was at the first show. Which city so, were you going into? Oh, a lot of Yangon, a lot of Mandalay. But I love, like, uh, the Cayenne territory. Where, where, like, I've, I've been there. I've done the whole... I've been up the... I love Mandalay. Mandalay's yeah. a great city. Yeah. Especially, you know, when you leave it a of bit. Of course. Um, Some of the best ecotourism in the world because it's untouched. Yeah, the, those... Because the, the they're all the, in military coups. The tick the Teak Bridge in the south, yes. and then you cross over to the old city. I forget the name of it. Uh, Ava. Yeah, where the... Oh, it's gorgeous yes. out there, man. Any, so where the, you're saying Cayenne? Yeah. Where, where is that located in... The Cayenne uh, people are the north uh, northeast of... Okay, like so getting... Kind of getting close... Still getting close to Thailand So you and have China. Thailand and you have China. Yeah. Uh, okay. Bordering it. Oh, and, so... And there's Molang. Oh, this have is the... Molang? So isn't So isn't that the, like... The uh, rebel town? The, 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 the Golden Triangle. Yes, so Golden Triangle's over here. Molang, Molang is up here. Further north. Further north. Okay. And that's the, the it's it's a rebel town. It's owned, or it's not, it's a feudal system up there, it's right? Called, uh, it's still a feudal system. Kind of like when you go out to Kun, Kunming, yep. and you go way out to like uh, Shangri-La. Correct. They, they just don't, sure it's China, but China does do what the fuck you want right. out there. And again, but like everything's legal. <laughs> yeah. Prostitution's legal, yeah. gambling's legal. Uh, drugs are legal. Um, you can you can buy like the whatever elephant want. tusks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the biggest like black market 
post in the world. I mean, and yeah, Myanmar was awesome. And I loved WLC. And basically, WLC got me into thinking about the different ways of, of doing stuff. So we knew that we were going to start doing mixed cards and having a little letway on there. Full Metal Dojo was going to do Full Metal Muay Thai, Gloveless Muay Thai. So we were talking about doing all of the stuff that Fight Circus kind of became. But we hadn't pulled the trigger on it. <clears throat> and what and, really... Uh, sorry, what year now? Where are we in timeline? So we're June. June of 2020 was when okay. we started gotcha. really talking to different people okay. and looking for the funding. And I got in touch with my buddy, uh, Ben Stark, uh, who was the Hebrew hammer on one of the tough okay. shows. And he knows Alex Schild and is friends with Tiger. He was, he was associated with it. He did Dare with me, and he is a part of Phuket Top, or excuse me, American Top Team. Yep. He has American Top Team back in Florida. And I knew that there were certain promoters that were back in the U.S., that because Dana was doing Fight Island, um, and I had always called this the original Fight yeah. Island, um, that I knew that I was going to try to get in touch with promoters back there that couldn't do their shows back there, but that we could do their shows for a shit ton cheaper because there was no gate. So if you didn't want a gate, and you didn't do traditional uh, show types in the U.S., and you were doing it for a broadcast deal, I could still do your deal. I could do shows in the morning. I'll do shows in the morning and, and, and go for your time zone. And certain people really liked it. Live. Uh, yeah. Let's go live. I mean, the first uh, fight circuses that we did in Insanity, you know, in, in July or August, I don't even remember which one it was, July or August of 2020, that was done at Insanity Nightclub to a closed audience because the, the club was closed. Morning Thailand. Time. Morning Thailand. I think we op op opened the doors at 7, got everybody in there by 8, and started the show at 9. Okay. Yeah. And I mean... Basically, Ben had introduced me to a dude who I will give a huge shout out to, Icy Mike. Icy Mike was was one of the guys that was managers of Kimbo Slice, so he was an original back backyard brawler, if you will. Mm -hmm. And uh, Icy Mike and I hit it off. The dude's awesome, and uh, we we just we saw eye to eye on a lot of the stuff that we wanted to do that wasn't going to be able to be underneath a sports authority. And, and the state still has certain authorities that they have to go by and I don't have to play by those rules. Mm -hmm. So there are certain things that I could do that he wasn't able to do. We started talking about it. Originally, we were just going to do a lot of Letway, but the coup had happened. Like, re remember, yeah. I mean, Ang, Ang Sui was, was ousted, the military coup in, in Burma. Which is so basically still going on. Still going on, bro. Yeah. I still have a lot of friends dealing yeah, with that yeah. shit all the time. My boy Norbert yeah. was getting it done. But um, so we were originally just going to do Letway, but then we started talking about, like, again, what about two versus one? What about all the, you know, there are certain, it's not like I'm the founder of this shit. People have been doing two versus one and man versus woman and big versus small and all the rest of the freak shows since beginning of fights. Yeah, I just decided that I wanted to, one, put it in English because the only people that are doing it are Russians. And the Russians love me. Yeah. You know what I mean? The Russians... <laughs> <laughs> my, my Polish players out there. They're doing like Ukraine. the fucking 10 on 10. Yeah, they love me. They're nuts. They, and, and again, they immediately, the moment that I did the phone booth fight, yeah. they did the phone booth fight. The moment that we did MMA in a car, they do and MMA in a car. This is the, the slaps. Uh, slap fighting. Yeah, slap we were, yep. And we're going to do blindfolded slap fighting. Coming up. <laughs> this is crazy. Blindfolded. So they will have to remember where that palm places, if you will. Yeah. Uh, but so, yeah, we... um. Uh, we got Fight Circus going, and the first one was such a hit that it was it was kind of off to the races. Uh, a lot of it went viral. Plus, we were on a Cam Soda site. I don't know if you know about porn. That. Yeah, we were on Cam Soda, which technically, again, Cam, not a web, porn web, site. Webcam type. Webcam site. Yeah, yeah. Which again, they're 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 like OnlyFans' biggest biggest competitor. Just OnlyFans 
kind of stops at nudity and they go a little bit further. Yeah. But, but to be on a campsite doing what we were doing and have the amount of people, like, like you had to put in a credit card to go watch the show. You know what I mean? And, and what was that know. sponsor driving a lot of traffic? Oh yeah, bro. There were more people that joined camp soda because we were throwing weird fights than, than they were for yeah. legit stars. You know what I mean? I mean, like you can go into the Reddit thread still. The Reddit threads, hilarious aside from talking about my obscene cocaine use uh it also talks about you know man it's so funny because i i love it you know i don't mind um people talking shit i don't mind any of that type of stuff you're gonna get uh, it anyways yeah right? of course uh, and i put myself out there so if they can say whatever they want yeah. but it, it did so well that i was able to then go talk to other people and again I, I went out and reached out to dave feldman we had mutual friends uh out of philadelphia so BKFC, they had they were having problems doing shows without a, a capacity audience, without getting a gate. You got to remember that if you're if you're a large show in America and you're selling thousands of tickets, forty dollars, this is a big income, right? Mm -hmm. and you got to chop that income. You got to find that money someplace else. And the fighters aren't, aren't saying like, "Hey, I'm taking smaller purses." But again, like, are you worth it? You know, again, like mm -hmm. if I'm paying you tens of thousands of dollars. You better be able to bring some sort of return. You know, we all know what Connor can do. We all know what the larger guys at the larger level can do. But some of these guys on smaller shows are like, yo, I, I deserve to get paid that. And it's like, yes, you do. Go find that money. What do you think? Don't is, find it here. What do you think Not is going <laughs> on between, okay, I have a conspiracy theory. I've heard this. UFC owns PFL. Heard this. Um, I don't think they. I don't think that they own it. But I don't think they own there, it. There's but like I think the companies behind it. If you look at the umbrella, someone was telling, I'm not going to mention names. But there's something funny there. Because if you watch, a lot of the fighters that from UFC that are, let's say they're more, like your Shane Burgos, yep. your Aspen Lads. Sure. They're prize fighters, let's say now. Yep. Um, we they, just offered her a fight. Well, they're gone to the UFC. And yeah. then Shane Burgos came out today and said, like, I'm getting paid X amount more. Yep. I mean, and then you got Brendan fighting for a million dollars. So from the business side how is it just that the UFC has such a large roster that they can't do that? Or how can PFL pay those, those purses when the UFC can't, I haven't read up on it. I have not done my legit. And I used to, uh, pre 2021, I would be focused on this all the time. Um, but I don't know if they're still in the lawsuit, but I believe they are. And if they are still in the lawsuit, then they have to be able to prove that they're not a monopoly. UFC, UFC. And that's what I heard about the and, PFL. And so if, if, they can prove, like, hey, here's PFL. They're on ESPN, too. They have a great ESPN deal, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if they can say Bellator, if they can say one championship, if they can say these other organizations, and now they have BKFC, and now they have BKB, and now they have all the, and now they have Fight Circus, right? I mean, my, like, one of my goals is to be an outlet for former UFC fighters, 100%. Okay. You know, like, except when I bring them on to Fight Circus, they don't necessarily need to get their brains punched out. I would love to, like... Like uh, Julian Lane, let me bang, bro. He just got knocked out in Russia. So we wanted to get off to him, offer him a fight in pillow fighting. You know, okay. Aspen Ladd yeah. just missed weight. Yes. Well, she's, she's cut. My people yeah. reached out to her to yeah. see if she would be in a hot dog eating contest. Okay, fair enough. Right? You, you can see where I'm going to go with this. In the future, I plan on being the Saturday Night Live to the UFC. I plan on being the satire of the sport, which nobody's been able to connect i even had former ceos of of the ufc i'm not talking the dana whites but 
you know, the CEO of, of Asia, there, there's been Mark and Mr. Berger and Mr. Fisher and Kevin. They've all said comedy and combat, comedy, comedy and combat sports don't mix. And for me, that's like my ultimate goal. Like, oh, wait, I think they do. Mm. I think that we can make fun of people. Do you I, get backlash from like uh, any governing bodies like where martial arts is a discipline? It's, you know, it's an art. It's something to be treasured. And you're kind of shining a different light on that. I have a little bit, but most of those people used to work for me. Mm. So it's like, what do you, you know, like, like if, if let's just say the sports authority of Thailand decides to be like a governing body for mixed martial arts, who are they going to pick that hasn't worked with me? You know, and then what? What is that guy going to come over to me and be like, "Hey, we need to we need to start regulating what you do and monitoring what you do, bro? I taught you how to do it. Mm -hmm. I, I'm my 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 CV is blowing yours out of the water. How many shows have you done? How many shows have I done? Let's, let, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm sure there are going to be some people because I'm going to continue to do what I do, but I'm also going to eat my own shit. Mm -hmm. I'm going to lead from the front. I'm fighting two people on November sixth. I'm fighting bank and no money. You know, I'm a 43-year-old. Are you picking the fights wisely? <laughs> I mean, are, like, how, how is that? What do you mean by you're fighting? You're doing MMA, Muay Thai? I'm fighting MMA symmetrical. That's what we call it. What does that mean? MMA symmetrical is a one person against the two people. Oh, fuck. Right? Okay, MMA so are you, are you, are you on the all, two? Right? Yeah, so I'm the one. Oh, fuck. So I'm fighting two guys, bank and no money. And what are Icons they, what are the, the sport. What are the weight? Are you allowed to reveal anything yet? Or? Well, they both like way. I said it. Two days ago, nobody really picked up on it. I, th I think all my friends and all the people that I, I'm associated with think I'm joking, but I'm not joking. On the morning of November 6th, at Illusions Night Nightclub, which will... I saw that. Yeah. Yep. So 10 a.m., the door's open. We're going for a West Coast audience. Okay. So showtime starts at 11. It'll probably go until about 3, about a 12-fight fight card, and I will host the entire show, and afterwards, I will take off the jacket, take off the hat, and fight... Two little motherfuckers. What, what are we and talking weight? Like, so I'm. They're 100. I'm like. You got to be 95. Oh, man. I'm like 105 now. 105. Okay. 105 now. So they got to be 80 and 70, I think 80. They're 70. Okay. So you, you, yeah. that's a bit better. Yeah. I mean, you don't want to be fighting yeah. two 100s. No, Jesus I think Christ. they're both 150. Okay. So it's their 300 <laughs> pounds compared to my 245. Or there we go. Yeah. And I mean, there's two guys. They should clearly beat me. It should clearly what, what's the win. Mentally, like, I mean, you must be thinking about that. What's that strategy when you go to, is there a strategy of the two-on-one? Um, is it for not? Me, for me, it's actually going to be the entertainment. Like, Will Chope was the last person to fight them and at our Fight Circus 3 event up, in, up, at, uh, up at Fairtex. And he guillotined one of them and used him as a shield. And we actually had <laughs> one of the line producers being like, like, Cut it, cut it, cut it. He's going to kill him. He's going to kill him. Cut it, cut it, cut it, cut it. He's like hanging the guy and he's, and he's boxing him back and, and they just wanted it to end. Um, Will took it very seriously and he wasn't going to lose and, you know, he, we had a bonus for him if he won. So clearly he was going yeah. after the bonus, right? Um, for me, like I'm not going to choke them out. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let it go. Like I've... I've taken many punches before to the head, and I'm fine with it. And hopefully there'll be some more that will lose some brain cells that I don't want. There's, there's excess in there. Let's get rid of those. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to fucking make a show. Yeah, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fuck these dudes up. Try to take out one initially and 100%. finish off the next one. And, that, and that's the thing. Like yeah. I'm so much bigger than them. I plan on charging them. You know yeah. what I mean? If I can go and... Because I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to keep them separated the entire time, right? And you need them on their back foot. Right. There's no way they... Right. They can't, they can't be cornering you. Correct. Jesus Christ. So it's run at them. 
grab them, throw them, shove them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe toss one out of the ring if I could body slam one of them. That's going to go viral. Yeah. You know what I mean? Toss one at the other one. Toss one at the other one. <laughs> yeah, there we go. You know what I mean? I'm straight to the baby maker though. I'm gonna be. I'm not even head hunting on this. I'm going for broken. Are you rib. loud? Oh yeah, dude. I'm going. I'm oh. just gonna just be socking ribs. <laughs> just eat them up. Yeah, you got to get one to drop quick and finish off. The yeah, other. of course, Tony Romas. I want that <laughs> where, sponsorship where, for those at ribs. Which point you just curl up in a ball. You're like, all right, fuck that. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe I might have to turtle up. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, Again, I don't mind pain too much. I've gotten the shit kicked out of me many times before. This will be nothing new. So th these shows, you're, this show you're going to be running, you said November 6th. Yeah, um, November 5th maybe in, in the U.S. Give, give that a, let, so let every, I can clip this. Will that everyone know where they can find that one? Yeah, sure. This camera here. That camera right there. Yeah. Fight Circus, Volume 4, Send Lawyers, Guns, and Money, airing live on Fight and a lot of other places, probably YouTube, probably Facebook. But Fight TV, that's where you want to be looking at it. USA audience, look for it on November 5th. Thailand and Asia, look for it on November 6th. It will be live and in full effect. Witness it live at Illusions Nightclub on Bungla Road. Tickets will be on sale. I think they're on sale now at Ticket Melon. You can, of course, buy them at the door. I think there'll be 12 fights in total or 11 fights in total. We're also going to do some weird freaky deaky stuff where we have like a, a hidden fight that you're not going to get to know about. We're going to do a <laughs> soft opening Saturday Night Live style. Um, I have, as a Canadian, you'll like this. And uh, we'll, put, uh, we'll put all the links in the description, especially for ticketing. And, and anyone, obviously, in Thailand, you know where the fuck Illusions is. Exactly. If not, then too bad for you. You're living under a rock. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. But, um, so, sorry, you continue back to what you are saying. A hockey fight. Yeah, we're doing a hockey fight. Or are they, what are they putting on, like, putting on the mitts and the helmet? Or full, full hockey apparel. Okay. Minus skates. Okay. On a K-wide-up vinyl. Are these hockey players... Or they have no some experience. Some will be representing the Falang Flyers in Bangkok. Oh, okay, okay. Some will be representing the uh, the Phuket Pirates. So gotcha. we'll have the crews in, at hand. Gotcha. But uh, it's going to be Johnny Tello, I believe, versus who's Canadian. Yeah. Johnny Tello versus Street Fight Mike, I think, is in the hand. Okay. So they'll have the helmets on. They'll have the gloves on. But it's a hockey fight. I mean, they're going to have to go in there, throw the gloves off, so it makes it bare knuckle. Yeah, I mean, if if they're both not hockey players, the other guy would get fucked up. Oh, yeah. Because oh, you wouldn't they're, know. They're two fighters. They're two That's, fighters. They're good to go. Right? Yeah. They're gonna, it's going to be a fun time. And again, K wide up vinyl, slippery, slippery, <laughs> slippery slide. It's going to be weird. So you'll be, now when you're in illusions, you're going to kind of be where the dance floor is. That's where you're going to put yeah. the ring. Yep. And in terms of the, the, the business model and the structure for that, um, primarily, where's the income coming from? Ticket sales, sponsors, advertising. How, how do you uh, monetize this without just obviously the viewers that are going to be paying to watch it? All, through of, the all of the above. All of the above. Um, Pay-per-view with fight, you know what I mean? But uh, geo-blocked. Yeah. Again, my Americans have to pay, and everybody else in the world gets it for free. Um, <laughs> I think that we're geo-blocked, so it's going to be on YouTube in, in Thailand. In You're Thailand. just going to be able to put it on YouTube. Um, I have to actually find out the bigger okay. details about that. Uh, so that would be... But, I mean, you know, this is my first show that it is back to being open, you know? Um, and, you're, and live as well. And live. Yeah. So we will have uh, ticket sales. We will have merch. We will have F and B. Um, we will have some sponsors. Um, and you're saying now, if people that want to go to Illusion, if they have to go through Ticket Melon, how would they buy tickets to come physically? Well, pre-sale tickets are cheaper. Okay, you know, I think they're twelve hundred baht right now on on uh, on Ticket Melon, and they're fifteen hundred baht on the door. 
And okay. I don't think we're going higher than 1500 baht, but it's 1500 baht. Okay, so Ticket Melon, we'll leave that description. People can check that sure. out as well. But as you know, I mean, here in Phuket and just Thailand in general, people decide what they're going to do, do for the weekend on the day. I mean, uh, I think we like every one of the shows that I've ever done at Insanity, like 90% of the ticket sales happen at the door. Um, so should, should people, people be concerned? Like, hey, guys, you got to FOMO in. Tickets might sell out and then you're not getting in. They should be concerned if they, if they, nobody does a show better than me. Like yeah. nobody does a more like, I mean, this is the one where I can be kind of cocky and a dick. Everybody else's shows. If you're a major, major league, if you're at the top end, if you're a large organization, all your shows look the same. They're all the same. They have the same tail of the tapes. They have the same lighting. They have the same music that's generic. They have they're the same. We never do a show that's the same. They're all unique. They're all they're all they're all thumbprints. Yeah. Right. They're all snowflakes. They're all, they're all their own little little thing. And I mean, there's never going to be another show like this. Are you kidding me? Let me, let me go over the kind of the lineup that I, that I know of right, right off the tap. We're going to go cold opener. So it's going to be like Saturday Night Live. We actually have a sketch planned out, okay? And the two dudes will go fight right then and there. So no, like, entrance. Then the entrance of the show will happen. Then my walkout will happen. Then I will talk all that jazz. Then we have the International All-Valley Championship. Not, nobody, nobody coming from the valley, right, in, in L.A. These are the hardest core 16-year-olds that have ever fought. And, yes, they're fighting in their school uniforms. So we have Thailand's number one Muay Thai fighter at 16 yeah. versus Cambodia's number one 16-year-old. And they're fighting in their uniforms. Muay Thai. Muay Thai. If that's not some Cobra Kai shit, I don't know what is, right? We've got uh, Siamese Twins kickboxing on the line, the champions. That's just right? you're tying two guys together. Tying two dudes together and having two dudes fight two dudes yeah. as they have. It's a, it's a very nice shirt. Fight Lab, Owen's on it, right? It has, it has two arm holes, two head holes, mm. right? So uh, we have that. We have the press conference for this is actually at my no, new Jungle Viewpoint on October 22nd where the semifinals of Blindfolded Muay Thai will go into play. So Blindfolded Muay Thai finals will be on the card, right? We have the hockey fight. Like I just said, yep. two dudes, full hockey gear, on a slicked up vinyl, going at each other. Fucking hell. Right? We have uh, big versus small, which is also experience versus kind of not a lot of experience, as Will Chope, you know. What are we talking weight-wise here? Will Chope is 80 kilos. Okay. Fighting Sam Cassidy, 125 kilos. Yeah, I talked to Sam. He might come on. He's actually supposed to come this week, if not next. Get him. Yeah. Get him. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he, he dude, that, that dude's a gem. He, well, he did the commentary for me at Muay Thai and Mushrooms with Eddie. Okay. Oh, he's a great guy. Yeah. yeah. So we also have uh, Letway, one of the most violent fights I ever saw in Letway was Chris Kirsch versus uh, Gligor, and we're doing a rematch of that. Very, very happy about that. Um, no holds bar, or what, what are you talking about? Like, oh, full-on Letway. So until someone's headbutt, knocked Headbutt. No, five rounds. Okay. Five three-minute rounds. We will go to a judge's decision if it goes the length. I don't think it'll go the length. Um... So, yeah, that's going to be, like, one of the most violent fights on the card. Uh, Bob Sapp is back in the house. Yep. Sanchai is back in the house. Could be a little synergy there. Jeez. Not going uh, not gonna, to not gonna put it out there. Bob but Sapp versus, that's a Bob big, Sapp versus Sanchai? Big Would you difference. like to see it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's very... Uh, Could happen. It's going to be... Uh, that's something you have to watch that at that point. Yep. Um, Nong Rose is obviously on the card. Number one trans, transgender fighter in the world, I would have mm. to say. Right? Not fighting a woman. Not like they do it in the States or Canada or Australia where the transgender females then compete against females. She only fights dudes. And she's fighting her first round eye. 
So she's fighting her first American. Uh, Andrew is is going at it, and I mean that's going to be huge. Nong Rose, uh, what a stud! Um, and uh, then me fighting Bank and No Money, two versus one. And I think that's the whole reason people got to show up. Oh yeah, and we got Indian leg wrestling back in there. Okay, so very hot women that are going to be scissor fighting against each other. That should be good. And I, again, we'll have a couple of different surprises. Plus. Because of illusions, the theatrics are going to be there. We will have people hanging from the ceiling. You yeah, know what I mean? Because you have that seating. Oh, we you have, have the, the ability. We have the largest uh, LED screen in Asia. Yep. Right? So, and I, and I do a lot of content, so there's going to be a lot of background fodder, a lot of things to look at. It will, if you have some sort of um, syndrome, you probably shouldn't come. Like, Apple if you're Epsi. allergic to the lights blinking out, yeah. you, you might not want to come for this one. But the, the one thing I would say is, like, when you're asking me about on the business model, I actually don't care. This, this show is funded. Yeah. This show is funded. I'm looking at, I'm, I'm not getting ahead of myself, but this is Fight Circus 4, Send Lawyers, Guns, and Money. Fight Circus 5 is right around the corner, like December. Okay. Um, and personally, I think, again, Fight Circus for me, it's sad to say, but like if you're an American promoter and you're signed to UFC Fight Pass and you have that, that broadcast coming in, you're doing a great job. Like BFL in, in Canada, doing a great job. Uh, Eternal in Australia, doing a great job. But if you're another American organization, the market's saturated. And yeah. fight it, fights need to change. And similarly over here, uh, one championship is kicking ass and taking so many names. I'm not in competition with them, but there's certain things. Like I have guys all the time that are like, yo, get me one fight so that I can go off and then fight in one championship. Or get me another fight so I can go off and fight in the UFC. It's like, dude, my shows are about the show, not about, you're a spoke on the wheel. You know, you're a spoke on the wheel. You're interchangeable. I, 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 have, I have a lot of fight. I have, dude, I had a fighter on the way here ask me for more money. Yeah, this is, it's you're pure, asking the wrong dude. Pure enter. It's like, uh, do you ever hear the, the story of the ultimate warrior and Vince McMahon? Yes. Like, you know, you know that story yeah. where basically oh, the, we can that's make why another, we can that's, make another ultimate that, warrior. That's why the warrior, but that's why the warrior got kicked out Yeah, because he literally was coming out. I believe it was to fight Hogan on WrestleMania six yeah. and behind the curtain, he looked at Vince and said, give me another like mill or I'm not coming out the gate. And Vince is like, sure, but you're done, son. Yeah. And that, that's actually why the warrior left WWE. Or Chris WWE. Jericho on a wrestling note. Yeah. Chris Jericho similarly asked Vince for a little bit of help. They had some issues. You can go listen to Jericho talk about it. But Jericho went and fought uh, AJ Styles in Japan instead of going with the WWE. And that's how AEW started. Mm. And now AEW that. is... A competitor. A competitor. And they're the new kid on the block. Yeah, Maybe huge. you should have just uh, hooked up Chris Jericho. Yeah, I was and a had huge, a little Y2J huge, action. Huge wrestling fan as a kid. Probably until I was about 12 or 13. Yeah, I kind of was, was in... I kind of gave up after... I would say kind of after that... The badass era, let's say after that, after Foley and The Rock, yeah. kind of the end of mine was like Hell in the Cell, Undertaker, right. Mankind. Right. Like that was that was my pinnacle. When the Monday Night Wars were going on, oh. I was still a little into it, but then after that, I I lost it, it as well. It turned too much into the problem was it was just too much theatrics in terms of like the like you know the stage shows. Yeah. So it was like just get the fight going, yeah. let's go already. Well, for me though, still going back to it, I mean, I think every person that's in fight sports always is like, oh, you want to be like Dana, or you, you're, you're a fan of Dana, or you want to compete against Dana. No, 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 no. Vince. It's all about Mr. McMahon. I mean, that, they, guy, that guy made his own genre, and he made it out of a fake sport. I mean, 
now when I'm talking to you, don't you see how insane I am to think that like Fight Circus could literally be the Saturday Night Live of mm. the UFC. If the UFC saw what I was doing and, and, was, and was promoting their brand at the same time I'm promoting my brand and I'm trying to have their old fighters give them another place to make some money, I'm trying to you know, make fun of them tongue-in-cheek in a way, mm. I honestly think I could be like the new Vince McMahon. Because yeah, I, I think we could... Com MMA Symmetrical or Siamese Twins or Indian Leg Wrestling or Fighting in a Car, one of these could go huge and people might want to keep it going. Yeah, and those guys, do, Vince must be, I mean, in terms of uh, revenue, I mean, it, it, Vince must be tenfold on the UFC. It's, it's just another it's level. Apples and oranges, before but I mean, we, he crushes it. Before we end this on a side, I mean, I think we could talk about, once we go down that wrestling road, I could talk for days. Yeah. Um, do you draw a lot of inspira inspiration from Andy Kaufman at all? A little bit. I mean, I was definitely a fan. It's that. It's kind of that, like you know, how oh, he sure. was doing his. Uh, he was original. He was wrestling women in the seventies. Yes, but it was a very gimmicky, like. But he he kept that stone cold face where he never broke the fourth. One hundred percent. And yeah, I mean, like, um, I'll be doing some comedy nights at the JVP. I, we we didn't really talk about this, but like again, yeah. we do other shows. So Full Metal Dojo is actually Kingdom Company. Yep. So I don't know if you knew, but like 2017, 2018, we were working with the Magners people. So I did the Doug Stanhope show. I did the Tom Green show. Ah, okay. I, you know what I mean? Like, I was the one that was helping line produce all of those events. And I do, now that the uh, pandemic's over, plan on bringing over some some bigger comedians. Doing some comedy shows over, over in, here. In I, they have that, uh, I went to a comedy show maybe two months ago. It's on the bypass. Yep. Uh, Junkyard Theater? Yes. Junkyard Theater is amazing. Yeah, it was really, and it's a great venue. Yeah. Like, you uh, should have that guy, John, on the podcast, because that guy, yeah. Man Crush Monday, he's in his 70s. He's been here for 30 years. Yeah, yeah. He can fabricate anything. I so he's going to make me, he's going to, he's probably going to make me some championship belts. He's probably going to make me, we're going to come up with a new phone booth fighting style. Probably going to call it like the shaft, but it's going to be very close quarters. Like an elevator shaft. Think of an octagon, but instead of like eight meters by eight meters, it's like two meters by two meters. Okay. Yeah. Real closed combat. Like we're going to, we're going to do a bunch of making things happen. Mm. Um, I also plan on doing uh, like Russian roulette for fights, uh, dueling for fights, two guys with, with paintball guns, stand back to back, walk 10 paces. The dude that gets shot is out. The dude that's not gets to fight. Mm. You're with me? Yeah. So we'll do a lot of game show stuff. Wheel of Fortune for fights. What is your, your kind of North Star and what you're following on that direction? Is a part of it when you're being creative and coming up with these different fights, is it you know what, let's just try everything. Yes. Let's see what works, and then we'll stick to that. Or are, are you still Within in Within boundaries. Are you still in the creation process, defining, like, what's going to work, what's not going to work? Or do you kind of see yourself, I'm always going to be changing it up. I'll never stop. Yeah. Well, I'm a baritone, but I'm still definitely trying to find my voice. You know, um, I, yeah. I, I think, again, like, Fight Circus and the comedy aspect of it allows me to go in different directions. I think that I will continue to go in different directions. I don't think I'm going to do anything where I want to bring the violence to a place where somebody's going to die. Um, but I do get a lot of my inspiration from The Running Man and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, like, I want to be Killian. Everybody else watched that movie and they wanted to be Arnold. I wanted to be, uh, you know, Dudley Dawson and, and bring in the, the family feud and mm. Richard, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just, I honestly do kind of think that sky's the limit with Fight Circus, and I mean, the, the secret sauce is that 
I'm going to have the fighters who want a lot of money to fight not fight. And, I, and I'm going to have fighters who aren't famous fight. Mm. Right? So, I mean, it's very easy to say. I mean, like, again, and I don't care if anybody takes my ideas, but, like, okay, I'm, not, I'm never going to be able to have Conor McGregor fight. Cost me hundreds of, thousands, hundreds of millions. Well, of maybe when he's sixty and he's, he's spent it all. Sure, <laughs> but like maybe I could have Conor McGregor do a chicken wing, wing eating contest. Yeah, I might actually be able to still get his viewership for the fight mm. for the chicken wing eating contest. It hasn't cost me anything. Yeah, but you, you you get me right. So th th this is where it's going to go. Like I'm going to. It's not going to start now. Teddy and Aaron are back on the commentary for this one. But I think starting in the second or third quarter of 2023, we'll have comedians be with them. So, like, every next fight circus will be the two commentators and another guy. Are you with me? Yeah, I think and, they, and, 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 and that guy is going to be, like, an Andrew Schultz. That guy is going to be, like, a Burt Kreischer. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, before the pandemic happened, we were in talks with uh, Norm MacDonald. And, Greg, oh. and, and Jason Mayhem Miller. And Send Lawyers, Guns, and Money, the show that we're doing right now, we have all the posters, we have all the mock-ups, but Norm was going to come over here, he was going to do a comedy show, and he was going to do my show. And Jason Mayhem Miller was going to come over and do some seminars, and he was going to do my show. And there was going to be a documentary that was filmed around both of those guys coming to Thailand to do this wacky show. Very interesting how he did that as well. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he didn't tell anyone he was hiding. He was going to chemo and so, he kind of just disappeared. Yeah. So Norm, um, that whole time, Norm also is very famous for this, but he didn't drive mm. and to live in Los Angeles and not have a car is ridiculous. My buddy, Tim O'Halloran was like his driver for years. They played golf together and they were, they were very close. And uh, it, it, like Norm was, it, he was a heartbreaking one for me, but, um, I used Tim joke, Tim's joke, which was Norm's joke which became mm. my joke, and it's just an alternative for the first part of Fight Circus 3, and I don't know if you heard it, but again, Fight Circus 3 started off, and a very Norm, Norm joke, but I said, I said, um, ah, shit. I said that uh, Fight Circus is going to be off to the moon. We're like aerodynamics, right? We're like Buzz Aldrin, and Buzz Aldrin and Michael Jackson combine in this Fight Circus thing. Because as you know, Buzz Aldrin and, and Michael Jackson share so much in common. Why is that? Because Buzz Aldrin walked on the moon. And obviously, Michael Jackson, and then I would get up and I would do the moonwalk, <laughs> right? I would do the moonwalk. Yeah. And then I'd be like, and Michael Jackson, fuck little kids. <laughs> Right, so that's, so norm. <laughs> it's, that's norm. I mean, yeah. like, there's no connection. It's just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, yeah, um, what, what we'll do, uh, I think we're gonna put all that the the links in the content because this will come out next Tuesday, um, so that gives some time before, uh, obviously, for people to to go look into this, and sure. we'll leave the for them to be able to purchase the tickets. And if you're in Phuket. Uh, go check it out. It'll be at Illusions on November yes. 6th, but in the morning. So uh, maybe you're still partying from the night before. I don't, that's definitely a possibility. But bro, think of, think of the Sunday fun day that we're about to have. Yeah. Think of the Sunday fun day that you're going to have. It's going to be smoking hot. You don't want to be in the, in the heat at, at, at 1 o'clock and, and noon. So come indoors, get the air con, have the drinks. Go fight, to bed early. Fight, fight should be done at 3 on a Sunday. Yeah. After party at Kudo. Uh -huh. at, 
walk right out of Illusions, right down Bangla, right into Kudo Beach Club. All the ring girls will be there. We're going to have like 50 models, dude. It's going to be all models. Yeah. You know, all the fighters have to get paid there, so they don't they can't go anywhere anyway. So it'll Bob Sapp will be there, Sanchai will be there. It'll be Nong Rose will be there. Um in a bikini. Who doesn't want to see that? It's, uh, <laughs> it's I think it's you're bringing the circus to Kudo as well. Oh, of course. Um, all right, so let's let's wrap the. I suck at wrapping up podcasts. The oh, worst. come on. Um, what we'll do is we're gonna kick it. I'll kick it back to uh, John here. Um, if you can just let everyone know where they can find more information, maybe not just yourself, but also like uh, anything like such as Full Metal Dojo um, or any of these businesses you're involved in, even the comedy shows. Where can they find you on social media? Sure. Some of the links, and then we'll put that all in the description. Sure. As well. uh, again, I'm John just, Nutt. I mean John yeah. Nutt. So I think I'm Nut John on Instagram, although I don't use it. I do use the Facebook because I'm old, and uh, that's just John Nutt. FullMetalDojo.com is where you go. We do have a Patreon link, so if you do want to support, I do highly suggest the Patreon because we go out with a bunch of different content on there. And I would also like to say that if you're a Phuketian and you happen to drive the road from Karan Viewpoint down into Kata, right? So going from Rawai to Kata along that, that coastal road, Next to the Cafe Hill, across from the Elephant Safari, there's now a place called the Jungle Viewpoint. Yeah. And that is, well, it's my wife's, but because you know how it rolls. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but so the JVP, the Jungle Viewpoint, we made it just to be a lawn. It is just a lawn for lawn games. So there's a lot of uh, bocce ball, cornhole, beer pong. We're going to start doing like beer Olympics games there. That's where the comedy will happen. It's my new venue, and it's really... It's the first time where I've wanted a venue on Phuket that could not only be an office, but somewhere that I could practice my events coordination. So come by the JVP and look for the new things that we got coming out because we got pizza and wine pairings. We've got... Where, where can we find JVP? Like if we were to stay up to date on the content, you have an Instagram? Yeah, the Jungle Viewpoint is on Instagram so, and, and social media so too. So it's probably better to check out Jungle Viewpoint on Instagram. Mm -hmm. This way, you know, when you're doing these cornhole, uh, cornhole events, yeah. which is Canadian classic, we love that. Um, when you're doing that, uh, jungle viewpoint, we'll leave that in the uh, description. Just go follow them. And that's always been the difficulty of Phuket. There's things going on here, but nobody knows. Nobody knows. It's so difficult. Like there's so many things. I didn't know there was a comedy show a month ago until my friends like, do you want to go to a comedy show? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, for sure. Let's go. He's like, well, it's in an hour. Okay. Yeah. It's <laughs> so difficult on this Island to find out what's going on for us locals. And there always is stuff. Yes. Correct. Okay. Thanks a lot, John, for joining Thank us. You. That ends another episode. Again, uh, this is a two-part episode. Uh, I'll explain all that. You'll see some shots from that. Okay. okay.